Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Fireside Freedom Podcast. Tonight it's Ken joined by Nate, Tim, and Brian, and we're talking about there's an app for that. <laughs> so before we jump into that though, guys, what y'all been up to the past week? Anything, what's been going on in your life? Anything big for, you know, give yourself freedom that we can chat about around the fireside? Nate, why don't you start us off? Well, we had, uh, the kids were gone over the weekend, so the wife and I took a little mini road trip up to Milwaukee. Uh, it's about a five-hour round trip. Uh, came home with a new radio for the ham shack, so that was kind of fun, been playing with that. And then we got a water pump, like a transfer pump for our rain barrels as well. So nice. at least we can water with you know house pressure instead of uh, gravity feed. Nice. So on the rain bear on the rain barrels, does that you say feeds to the house or that's for outside? No, it's it's outside. Um, that's what we water, water the garden with. Gotcha. We've gotcha. Been walking around with this like little two gallon sprayer, like a weed sprayer <laughs> to water the garden. Yeah, oh, we're man. we're done with that. Yeah, enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Tim, how about you? Oh man. Right, we take a break. <laughs> yeah, tis the season to be busy up here right now. But for the next, I don't know. They're about the three month spell here from the first of June, first of May till end of July is just run right off her feet. But I built a 16 by 24 deck. I built a metal canopy for the girls at the daycare. Uh, oh, my uh, zero turn mower crapped the bed, uh, threw a oh. rod in the motor. So that completely gone. So two days later, I had to, I didn't even know I was going to find one, but I did. So we went and got the same one again. And uh, yeah. Oh, and, um, Got a couple of uh, sponsorships for the YouTube channel. That uh, one, one that's a done deal, and one that's done, but I just can't can, can't announce it yet. But it's it's going to be big. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome, Brian. How about you? You've got big things going on. Yeah, yeah. How's the mic? Is that better? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I found the setting while we were sitting here. <laughs> I had no idea oh. where to turn it down. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Got ready and busted out for self-reliance this morning. I guess that is still this week. But uh, yeah, down here in beautiful Strawberry Point, Iowa, hanging out at uh, hip camp for the night and then taking off in uh, another leg of the journey. Taking three days to get down there. Uh, launched a comfrey sale, a kind of a last ditch, blow it out, uh, cash in on the comfrey patch and take off sale, uh, selling a limited amount of boxes to... Uh, 20 lucky people that want to start up a comfrey business and then they get uh, they get uh, business consulting, I guess, for uh, two years. Everything through the planting of it to the cultivating of it and the propagation and all the different business streams you want to go down to. I'd kind of definitely uh, do a personal evaluation of what you're looking to do and how you want to do it and guide you along the way and get you started up. And yeah, lots of other benefits to go with it. So uh, yeah, that's over at the website, thelotsproject.com under shop. I uh, find it, uh, it's the only comfrey available on there right now. So, yeah, big things happening, looking to take off soon. So, nice, awesome, awesome, big things. Um, if y'all see me looking out the window, it's because just as I hit go live, there's a big storm rolling in. So, if I blow away, at least, you know, at least maybe it got a little viral video section there, somebody getting blown away by a tornado and live video. <laughs> um, this, this past week for me has been a little hectic as well, but it's, it's a lot because my wife went home to Virginia to see her family. So I've been trying to 
run the homestead, you know, do two people's uh, duties around the place. And there's always too many things for two people to do. And, and, and with fun when it's just me is <laughs> things are falling apart. I need her back. So <laughs> do, you, do you get the mail every day or does she, she typically does. <laughs> No, it's uh, I did get your package, Brian. Oh, you got one of them? I have been checking it. Yeah, I did wow. get one of your packages. <laughs> so it's not sitting out there getting baked. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, that's uh, so it sounds like we've all got big things going on, big things happening, which is good. But let's jump right into the main topic of the show. Um, I, I kind of stole the line from, I think it was Apple a few years back when they come out with their app store. Everything was, there's an app for that. Basically an eye screwdriver. You know, the joke was going around that Apple kind of had an eye screwdriver, you know, something for everything. And so I took the name of the show from that. There's an app for that. But I want to ask first off, how many apps do you guys have on your phone or tablet or whatever device you use the most? Uh, let's <laughs> let's go in reverse. Brian, you can start us off here. It doesn't have to be exact. Just to, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, twenty-five. Uh, one hundred and ten. One hundred and ten. <laughs> Maybe more. No, wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Sound about like me. Who gave us the time to count that high? I don't have all my, <laughs> my shoes off. Ah, I know, right? Tim, how about you, man? Uh, I did a quick, put 120, and I thought I had a lot, so I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> Nate? Yeah, I probably got, I don't know, maybe 100 to 120 on the phone and probably like 10 on the iPad. Yeah, so y'all got me beat. I used to. On my old phone, I think I used to have the highest I ever had was about 280. And right now I maybe have, I don't know, 60 to 70. So I'd, I've tried to pare it down because it just takes up too much space on the phone. And then you're always distracted and looking through it and like, oh, hey, there's that app. I, I forget what that even does. Let's go try that out again. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but when I, when I need a new app for something, I tend to go download about eight of them that yep. pop up when I search for it. And then I forget to, to erase them or I'm going through for the next week. Try this one out. Then I try that one out. <laughs> How does that work out for y'all? I, oh yeah, I do it all. I still have three thumbnail makers on my phone because I accidentally let my thumbnail maker app expire the yearly subscription at Christmas time. And when I went to redownload it, they changed it from a yearly to a monthly and they mm. changed the whole program. So it, anyway, it's been a huge pain in the ass ever since. And so I've got three different ones that I, none of them I'm real happy with. Mm. And I haven't deleted any of them yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm about, I'm about ready to go through a purge myself. Uh, probably on this trip, I'll get some time to uh, just sit there and dick around with my phone. And I don't know, I got a shitload of crypto app, crypto wallets and uh, <laughs> yeah, podcast players. And I could probably pare it down quite a bit. I got a remote generator app that, you know, it'd be awesome if I had a battery start, but I don't. Mm. So like I can monitor it. I can hear it outside. I know if it's on, but no, yeah. it tracks hours and stuff like that for maintenance and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I could definitely pair it down. Your, 
It connects to the generator on your RV? Uh, my Honda. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. My portable, nice. uh, my 2200i has Bluetooth capability, so I just turn Ooh. the turn the app on. And if it had a if it had electric start, it you could you could remotely start it. But yeah, you can just basically it's monitoring for uh, for this and troubleshooting. Like it has a manual section in it too. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Nate, how about you? <laughs> yeah, I usually go through every couple months, clear them out. The ones that I don't use. I, uh, I just turned on that setting where you haven't go through and delete the ones you haven't opened in a month or so, you know, at least pare down some space, but the iPad, I keep that pretty well cleaned up. I don't put a whole lot of stuff on there, really just stuff I need for the podcast and then, uh, radio stuff. Yeah. There's nothing that annoys me more. I'm, I have a Android phone and I think after about a month, they'll disable apps you know that you haven't used in a while and there's a lot of apps that i only use every couple of months and i'll go through my app drawer and i cannot find what i'm looking for so i'm like i know i've got this thing on my phones so i go try to download it and it says it's already installed you just have to reactivate it it's like quit screwing on my phone google <laughs> do, do y'all prefer if you have the option do you prefer a native app like where you download it onto your phone or the web app how the the model that floats going to um usually i'll go i'll go after the phone stuff first because i don't go into browsers you know that i i do like the way Float's set up but i will go for an app over a website depends on what it is really um uh, if it's a you know like float anything that anything that's a web based application you can just create a shortcut and throw it on your phone just like an app so right True. that's kind of it doesn't really matter to me but uh yeah i don't know i don't know some of the like the crypto stuff and everything i don't know if i'd really want a web app necessarily i kind of want that native to my phone so i can um, yeah it seems a little more secure mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember but i this i don't know how many years ago it would have been probably eight or ten now but the word app was the word of the year. You know how they pick that like dictionary. And I and I remember thinking, I'm like, how stupid? What, why do I need an app? Like I, to me, at the time, <laughs> everything was web-based, right? I was like, yeah, I'll just go in my browser. Well, I mean, the whole phone thing was new anyway. But I literally, I do remember, I was like, this, I, it makes no sense. I don't need an app for anything. But now I'm, I'm definitely more of a native built-in app. I, I, for the most part, like, it's funny though, because Odyssey, I prefer the web, you know, the web-based um, interface as opposed to the app. But with Float, I get it. But the downside, at least on the iPhone, for not like for a web-based app, is that the the notifications aren't nearly as good. Like there aren't push mm-hmm. notifications and the notifications in general. So I get it that there's a little more freedom when they're building a web-based platform. But I do prefer. The- Are you so your iPhone, Tim? Right? Yeah. Yep, iPhone. You're Android, right? Yeah, the yep. good guys are on this side. <laughs> hey, so, yeah, yeah, you're pointing the right way. <laughs> the good guys are I, right I here. have to carry an iPhone for work, and I carry an Android for personal, and yeah. No no, no doubt which one I prefer. Not even yeah. close. Right there. That, 
back in the day, I used to uh, root all my Android phones and install custom ROMs on it and everything like that. Like I didn't do the actual developing, but I'd go online and find whatever I need to download to hack into it. And I hated the the stock thing that it came with because it had all the all the crap apps on it that took up half the phone that you never even like, used. Like ice cream and all that <laughs> stuff when it was lollipop and yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I, now I, my very first couple of smartphones were the, uh, like the Samsung S2, Galaxy S, or whatever the early Galaxies were. And I loved them. But when we moved out here, we, as a family, we all got the iPhone because it had iMessage, which could, which could allow you to text over Wi Fi at the time, right? So that was almost a decade ago. And that just goes to show how when they get you hooked in, once you're there, you just keep going, right? Like, yeah. That, four or five upgrades since now and we've been stuck with their well i shouldn't say stuck but that, that's how it started for us yeah my <laughs> wife was always like i need that button in the middle i need that button in the middle now she went to the she uses iphone so we mm -hmm. just we butt heads because she's got like a she's got a windows tablet and i got a windows laptop and an android and then she does all the photo and video social media with the dogs and trying to get those to uh oh it's just uh, it's just horrible, horrible. Probably. I hate, I hate Apple. I absolutely <laughs> despise Apple. I've actually thrown my iPhone for work across the fucking parking lot because I can't stand it. <laughs> that bad. I've never actually used an iPhone, so I've always been. I went straight from BlackBerry way back in the day. That was my first smartphone. <laughs> went straight from that to Android, so stuck with it. It's it's worked for me. Had did you ever have a Palm Pilot before it was a phone? Like when it was oh, actually when it was oh, actually didn't have any text messaging or anything. It was like a personal organizer Palm Pilot. I was talking to Corey about that the other day. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh man, I forgot I'm eight years older than you." My last two years of university, I had a handspring visor, which was made handspring. Yeah, and they they came out. I didn't buy one, but they had a cell phone that you could slide into the back in the compartment. But I had a keyboard that folded down to the size of a Palm Pilot. So I, I was the biggest geek in the world. You could fold it out four times and then set it up on your desk at, in college. And then you could take notes that way. And it was the, oh, was, I kept it for years afterwards. But <laughs> those were awesome. Yeah, yeah I remember uh, back in, she don't remember what year it was. I went to a Bible, a little Bible college. And one of the guys there had one of those. And I thought that was super cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I even had a laptop back then. I mean, he had his little, I guess it was kind of like, I mean, it looked like a phone to me. And it was just before smartphones came out, and you type away on his little keyboard thing. It's pretty sweet. So what's an what's an app? You know, we've already established that we go to apps for everything and download ten or twelve of whatever it is we're looking for, so we can test them out. What is one that you've been surprised to see existed? But then you've found it really useful and, and keep going back to it. Or or even one that you know, you know, you were surprised to see, but when whenever you come up with that situation again, you go back to that app, maybe even if you don't use it every day. Um, so Brian, the first one I saw that blew my mind was a level. <laughs> yeah. A level. <laughs> like, I mean, this was a long time ago. Like now you're like with geo syncing and all that stuff. I mean, of course the phone has a, has a gyro. It, it can, it can rotate the screen. However you have yeah. it. It's got to know right. what position it's in. But the first time 
I searched for a level and it worked and it had a bubble <laughs> level for like is that him or is so that had like a, uh, it's, it's Brian that's me yeah yeah you're, you're freezing up a little bit fine moving us uh yeah so the level yes so that's pretty awesome Tim how about you <laughs> I I so the app that I love and it just blows me away I, what I look for in an app is simplicity and it just does one thing and it does it damn well and genius scan it's called and it so you just all I do like I, I fill out documents all the time for banks, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So you just take a sheet of or a stack of paper. I hold it up there. As soon as it gets the four square edges of the paper, it snaps it. I throw the next page up. I just keep doing it. And mm -hmm. it instantly turns it to a beautiful PDF. And then I can just email it directly out from there. And it's called Genius Scan. And it's uh, somebody in the oil patch eight, nine years ago showed me it. And I, I've used it ever since. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah oh, those I, are awesome apps. Anything that works slick, like just easy one one thing, and it does it right. So the favorite one that I found is uh, Radar Scope. It's what mm -hmm. all the storm chasers use, and it gives you uh, the reflectivity and the velocity. So this is it's a little weather app that you can ah. use. Ooh. But if you uh, if you look at it, it'll show you like. If you get a tornado worn storm, you can actually see the wind speeds or like the wind rotation inside the cell by looking at that app. Huh. So it's been kind of nice to be able to track some stuff that's gone really close to the house here, you know, within a couple of miles or so. Yeah. Uh, Freedom Media said, I curse Microsoft more than any other tech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to use, well, I guess I have Windows. So yeah, I probably do curse them out quite a bit especially on my old laptop which sitting right back here the thing was getting slow and oh every update would make it slower and it would yeah it would drive about that microsoft edge isn't that a fantastic web browser <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> hate that thing uh for me i, I think it was one called sun seeker or something like that uh nick ferguson showed it to me where you uh you can yeah you can from any position, I mean, wherever you're at in the country, if you want to see kind of the, the solar aspect of it, you take this app, you open up the Sunseeker app, and you just scroll across the sky, and it'll show you where the sun will be in the sky at what time of year, at what time of day. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, for a homesteader who is going to a new property and wants to, you know, you're not going to visit it 12 months out of the year. If you take this app out there, and you can just kind of scroll it around. And it'll tell you where the solar aspect will be at what time of year. And you can kind of, I guess, know if, if the, if the piece of property is going to be a fit for what you want. So it's, it's a really cool app. I don't use it a whole lot, but it, when I did find it and use it quite a bit at the time, it was super cool. I really, really liked it. I have a little list of, uh, <laughs> We talk a lot about apps and, and what is what is our favorite apps for? I have a list of like homesteading, uh, calculators, entertainment, communications, networking, marketing, all of those things. Do you guys have 
favorite apps that you come back to over and over and over again for <laughs> any of the different categories? I don't know. Should we go through one by one or just every person want to kind of roll down their list? Hub. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the entertainment category, I'm, I'm guessing. I thought they were web <laughs> that, Wait, for, I don't know. Is that your marketing app? I'm not sure. <laughs> no, that's only fans. I was trying to pull that out. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I, there was a couple other quick ones from the previous category too. I wanted to mention, but um, on the iPhone, they have the measure app now where you can point in a room and give mm -hmm. you the distance between a couple points and uh, built in Apple in their last upgrade for the iOS. They have um, OCR built right into their um, image app now. So when you bring up your photos, I can just, um, just the same as if I was in a text document, I can go in and highlight the text that's in a picture and copy and paste it. But you can also do it with handwriting now. So my sister-in-law sent me a grocery list the other day and it was printed, but it was with pen and I was able to copy and paste it into a notepad. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. There you go. Any so of you guys have some favorite apps that you like to use? So yeah. there's uh there, there's one I actually just found. So with this radio that I got, I found one for the iPad, and this is the first one they've ever done it, where you can remote in to this radio through the internet anywhere in the world, and be able to use it, use all the functions on it, actually transmit through it. So it's like an entire remote station off your iPad, and that blew me away when I found that last night. That's probably the coolest app I've seen just in like the past week. That is cool. Hmm. That that is neat. I haven't uh, gotten into the hand thing yet. <laughs> well, I try not to bring it up every time, but I, you know, I'm not playing right now. Maybe you're pushing. Me. I mean, I need to. I need to be pushed. About five years ago, I bought the study books, and I think I opened them twice, and now they sit on the shelf in the house. So <laughs> I get it's it. Easy. You'll be able to get it. What's, what's a ham other than the part of the pork that's very right? yummy? <laughs> we well, yeah. Thanksgiving. Nobody really knows, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, best apps. I Coin stats I use uh, daily just for just reference on crypto prices. Uh, what else do you do like I have? that better than CoinMarketCap? I don't know. I got Coin Gecko and Coin Stats on my homepage, and uh, a bunch of other ones in my like inside apps. You know, you guys do that. Like, can Apple do that? Can or is everything? Do you have inside menus and then like home pages, or is it just? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's just all the apps are on the normal pages, and then you can put them in folders, right? Yeah, all yeah. mine are in folders. So yeah, so my uh, yeah, I have home screens. And then I can throw, like, then you can swipe up and then it's all your apps. Your whole catalog is on the inside, but you can take your favorites and put, pin them to screens. Uh, I think the one I use the most is Color Notes. It's like a post-it note program that you can put uh, both checklists or uh, just text uh, notes on your phone. You can do them as an icon where you, op you click on it to open it up and you have a title on it. Or you can do, like, a two-by-two two that actually has the list, like on the phone i don't know if you can even see it but yeah that's Corey in a bathing suit sorry <laughs> actually it's not a bathing suit it's underwear but <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> hey, she'd been keto for like almost a year and a half and she was feeling really good. So she sent me a picture one day and I was like, hey, mind if I put that as the background on my phone? She's like, go for it. So that's where it's been. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Oh, some of the my favorite apps <laughs> uh, for the for the homesteading side of things. There was that Sunseeker app, and then there was another one back when we were doing farmers that came out right at the end of that. For the life of me, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically a kind of a digital farmers market. Um, hmm. It's a marketplace for people who grow from home, and I cannot remember what it's called for the life of me. Is that like the you can sell one? all your produce. And, how's that? Is that the farmish one? It might sounds right. I'm not I, sure. I, we we downloaded that. It's called Farmish. Okay. And it is hot garbage. Is it? <laughs> it, it there is there was a couple different ones that I that I found when the when the one came out. Okay. And I yeah, I started we, getting into it, but then we quit farmers market and I was like, well. You know, I let it go by the wayside. I, I don't even have it on my phone anymore. Yeah, the, um, the, the farmers one is supposed to be all the farms in like your area or across the country right. that sell their own stuff. And it does nothing but crash. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an iPhone thing. I don't know. I, so, I don't know. <laughs> you guys do a lot of uh, calculations. I know Tim's a handyman and, and Brian, you with all your... Um, stations and stuff you do some calculations and i'm sure nate there at the homestead you do too do y'all have any favorite calculators or converter apps or anything like that, that you use? all in your head yeah, yeah. <laughs> i use a built-in calculator and google's great like yeah just throw things into google and it'll convert things for you most times anyway yeah yeah, yeah. i the, i don't do anything too crazy but like brian said you know your head for most things and then the, the native calculator and most people probably know this but if you turn your phone landscape on the apple iphone calculator you get a whole bunch more features so oh yeah right, somebody out there doesn't know that but it's kind of neat yep do you uh do you do like calculus derivatives in your head too no i just do that for fun just oh, yeah. to kill the time I, I well i remember in in, in high school when we learned pythagorean theorem you know, people are like, you'll never use that. And of course, man, I use that all the time. But, you know, for calculating roofs and things like that, especially when I used to sell building supplies. But again, it's just funny. And the teachers always said we'd never have calculators in our pocket everywhere we went either. So. I have a calculator in my pocket all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I use that Construction Master Pro. I don't know if you guys remember way back before smartphones came out, they had this big old construction calculator. Yeah. All of they'd all carry around and calculate their angles and steps and things like that. Well, that's basically what I have, except I have an app on my phone for it. So I can do all those calculations. I think Tim, I sent a video into you maybe yeah. about a year ago, uh, demoing that app. So that's, I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the biggest one that I use, I guess in my day to day for the construction thing. Um, I don't know what what are some of your favorite entertainment apps out there aside from your Pornhub and your uh, well the uh, the OnlyFans you know are there, are there any useful ones out there that you guys enjoy using? Fountain.fm, find the last project dot com or the last project podcast on Fountain.fm, and you can stream value for value Satoshi's to the podcaster himself. 
would that be a podcast app? <laughs> yes, it is. It's uh, it's actually more than a podcast app. Uh, it's a it's a lightning wallet. It's a podcast app. It's uh, you can basically take podcasts like say I want to listen to Tim's podcast and there's a, a section in it that I think like money. I can clip that and post it up in a, in a community page oh, and really? then other people can find it and tip that clip or huh. go find Tim's it links to his podcast. Yeah, there's there's some crazy features and it's nice. it's brand new and it's developing and like I got a I got a uh, email today from the owner and uh, the the tech guy uh, asking if I had any suggestions on features to add or things I don't like or anything. So, yeah, it's huh. super involved, brand new and it's uh yeah, it's a way to use lightning. So, how are you going to use that cryptocurrency stuff? There you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I we're, we're, we're I on there as well. Ahead. We found it through you. Know, you helped me get it set up, so Ron Fountain as well. Um, usually, I'll use YouTube just for stuff. Like I'll throw it on and with Bluetooth headphones and just while I'm at work, stream some guys that do live stream stuff. Um, like today, I was listening to an interview with a guy that um, was one that shot Osama bin Laden. It was like a three and a half hour interview. It was really it didn't good. take that long to do it. It's like <laughs> yeah. under a second. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he he went through his whole you know beginning basic training all the way through, and it was it was an interesting interesting one to listen to. Brian, you won't make any money telling a two second story. So so there I was, and I pulled the trigger. The end. <laughs> yeah. And then he fell over. It was over. <laughs> yeah. Then we went home. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I'd say for me, the, the, the app that gets the most time on my phone is Audible. Uh, I use that constantly. But there is, so if you have, so um, iPhone locks things down quite a bit, obviously, right? It's not mm -hmm. like Android where you can, you know, pirate things or whatever. So, but if you have MP3 files of audiobooks that, however you got them, doesn't matter to me, but if you want to play them on your audio or on your iPhone, I use an app called MP3 Books, and it's a free audio player that allows you to transfer MP3 files to an iPhone and listen to them in an audio back audiobook format. It's okay. been a huge help for me with a lot of the Stephen King stuff that I'd downloaded years ago, and I was able to listen to a lot. And then, yeah, I mean, I listen to a ton on Audible, but that MP3 Books is really good if you have something like for instance, Nate told me about an audiobook that's only on YouTube. So you could strip the audio from YouTube and then upload it that way. Yeah, that's a pretty Ooh, good idea. That sounds so you guys you guys all talk about reading books. Are you like reading books or listening to books? Listening. With yeah, I read. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think I read. It's like I read. Look at behind me. Just look behind me. <laughs> <laughs> that's only part of my books. I got rid of most of my books when I moved away from Georgia. <laughs> 99% yeah. of what I consume is through audio now. I'm like, how the hell do you guys have time to read all these books? Now you're listening to them. Like I could throw down with how much audio I listen to in a day. Cause it's about nine to nine to 12 hours a day of shit yeah. that I listen to. Mm -hmm. We're all like that. Aren't we? It's yeah. crazy. Mine's That's not books though. I, I'm more, I'm more uh, educational and yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, like I just, I downloaded one the other day called um, How to Talk Like a TED Talk or whatever. It was about a six or five or six hour book on being a better audio presenter. 
and it was yeah it was awesome and but i the problem with audible is that about half the stuff you download you get 20 minutes in you're like this isn't my thing and they only let you return so many of them and then they're like uh no you can't do that anymore so huh. yeah you ever seen this headway thing what is it yeah oh, I have headway. I have. it's like um it's condensed versions of like the most popular like business books it like takes it takes and drops out the the talking points of the whole like rich dad poor dad or whatever it takes like the talking points and just drops it into like 20 minutes hmm. there's yeah. another one like it that's um, a lot more popular has been around for a while i can't remember what that one's called it's like eight or nine bucks a month i think this headway is what two dollars a month i don't know i got a free promo i downloaded it i listened to the first one i was like yeah, delete <laughs> i've listened to a couple bu- a couple books on it but. they're so horrible they're like the the condensed things like man i'd rather just listen to the whole book it would be so much more effective i, I didn't mind the condensed thing but the it's like they have a bot or something or yeah. a computer or whatever oh. reading the books and so it's it's really yeah. that's what it is if, if you can get through that it's so. okay but <laughs> that that's why they can do it for so cheap i reckon <laughs> um Freedom Media Corp says uh, the Sunseeker app, which we mentioned, um, Gas Buddy for local gas prices. And then for gas says, anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I think a new Craigslist for our type of stuff is an opportunity. And I think that uh, that Farmish app was trying to be that, but apparently it's hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a lot to work on with that. It could be really yeah. good, but it needs some work. It's a good idea, but. Yeah. Um, you, you, you have, have any have luck on Craigslist list. anymore? We don't oh, have right. Craigslist. As soon as, as soon as they lock down like the the naughty parts of Craigslist, um, <laughs> the whole site started spiraling downhill, and it doesn't seem might just be my area, but it doesn't seem like it's uh, it was it was a culmination of Facebook, and this is weird because I wonder if Facebook had anything to do with Craigslist getting shut down, but it, as Facebook Marketplace yeah. came into existence. Craigslist, uh, they shut down the escort thing on the human trafficking, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, personal ads and all that stuff went away. So that was like 80% of the people that were looking at the free shit and the shit for sale was there to hook up anyway. So you yeah. lost all your customer base. <laughs> uh, well, I can't attest to that, but I have used Craigslist quite a bit. Not recently. Um, in our local area here in Kentucky and Tennessee, there's one called LSN, which is basically Craigslist, but it's still used quite a bit down here. Um, I don't know. That's the end of the questions that I've got. We've we've got time. What? Where else do guys want to go? With the notes yet? But <laughs> uh, for the marketing Fiverr, I know I brag Fiverr up all the time, but the app is awesome. And if you're not, yeah, I. I'm using Fiverr all the time for things and it's dirt cheap and it just makes your life a lot easier. And the app's really good. Yeah. Is that for a provider too? Can you use the the app for a pro- the provider side also? I believe so. I, th- I think they might have a different app though. Like you're talking, if you're going to be creating for people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Cause like, so with my uh, TikTok channel, I take, uh, so on Monday I sent my upcoming YouTube video to this guy, 10 bucks. And he turns it in like my eight minute video. He turns it into a polished looking good 30 second TikTok video. And if I wanted to do that myself, <laughs> I'd be like six hours and it would look like hot dog, gar- hot dog. <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? So 
Do you do you like Fiverr um, better than Upwork or a couple of the others? I haven't tried any of them. I just I ended up getting some really good creators that I've uh, kind of made connections with on Fiverr, so I've stuck with them. But I, yeah. I, I would try the other ones too. The I, I haven't tried Upwork a whole lot. I think I've used it maybe once. I've gone to Fiverr quite a bit. It seems like a lot of a lot of the entry level people are on Fiverr. Um, there's definitely a lot of cheaper gigs and things like that. Upwork seems a, a little bit more. And then there's another one that's even uh, even higher priced as far as their gigs and stuff. Can't remember I, what that one is. I go through. I I won't even. I won't even approach somebody unless they don't have a significant amount of reviews and ratings, you know, usually kind of a hundred or more and, mm-hmm. and you know, you're, you're doing well. And, and anybody who's worth what they do, they'll put up samples of what they do as well. And that's what I like. Like we just had somebody, so that I, I had the same guy develop my YouTube logo, my all seasons maintenance logo and the Canadian coffee company logo, but we wanted something different for Becky's daycare. So we found somebody that specialized in kind of like kitty looking logos and they nailed it out of the park and it was about the same price, but it was just a different kind of thing that they did. It was really neat. Mm-hmm. That works. Uh, so I got uh, somebody else go while the dog stop barking. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> what else did you have there, Tim? Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I had... I, so I do all of my shooting, editing, uploading, everything for my content is all done on my phone. And so I love iMovie for the iPhone. It is I, I just can't find a better video editing app that is dead simple than iMovie. And it works beautifully. I've tried a bunch of other ones. And I even bought one. I can't think of the name of it right now. But it was like 20 bucks for a lifetime subscription. And But it's just so complicated. So iMovie works great for editing. CapCut works great if you're editing vertical videos. It's the best one I found for making TikTok or YouTube shorts. Uh, I use TubeBuddy to research my keywords. So each week when I'm putting them up, TubeBuddy's just awesome. Uh, thumbnail Maker, it, it's it's so simple. It works great for my thumbnails, even if they've changed it a bit. Does and, that pull... Yeah. Does that pull a shot from the video or how does that work? No, it, it, I mean, I, I think it would, but I, I have certain templates that I've set up. So, you know, I kind of basically have like a template that has that kind of cutout with my face and my logo on the side. So then I can just go in in like three minutes and add an image, add the text and we're all set. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's is, great. is that video app, um, LumaFusion? Yeah, that's the one. I love that app. Really? I find it's too cluttered for a small iPhone. That's the problem. I I run it on the iPad Pro. uh, I think if I did that, I would would have more luck. It's just, I like, I get what it's doing, but it just has so many dialogues and everything. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that that video we sent you for the content creator, that was all done on LumaFusion. Nice. Yeah. I like it. It's just too, there's too much for what I need. I... I, I, yeah, I, I enjoy iMovie. It lets me copy and paste and overlay and do voiceovers and text it. Yeah. I've, for what I do, I love, yeah, iMovie's awesome. Yeah. On the Android side, for those, I use, uh, there's one called Video Converter. 
Okay. Which has, um, it's got a, a kind of a suite of products that it does. Um, it can convert your videos. It condenses them down. It has a lot of audio things in there too. Um, then I also use InShot if I want to do the, uh, like it'll, it'll take a, I guess like a YouTube video and I can cut a TikTok out of it so it can get different f- frame sizes and nice. all of those out of it. Cut it down like that. If I want to put a watermark on it, I have got a different app for that. Do any of you guys use Headliner? That's one. No. I, sometimes I did use that for a while. And there's other apps that are coming out that do this as well now, but they will take either like a, I think you can do YouTube videos and podcasts to it. And they'll take the audio from that and make an audiogram out of it, which a lot of people will put on like little clips on their Instagram feed or okay. um, you might, you might've seen them some on Facebook or the stories or something like that. A lot of people will do that. I think I have mine set up where it'll automatically pull the audio from my podcast and put a, a, um, the audiogram up on YouTube of the full length of it. So basically it just shows the thumbnail of the video and then the little, audio wave. I'm not even sure what you call it. My mind isn't working right tonight, <laughs> but, um, it does that all automatically. So that's it's pretty cool. It's there's others out there now that do it better, but that was the first one I had found that does that. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our favorite audio recorder is garage band. That's what we use for our podcast right to the iPad. We got a USB C mic works out real good. I mean, we haven't heard anybody complain about the audio yet, so. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's good. I like yeah, Audacity so, for the window for Windows. Uh, yes. That, oh, yeah. That every all my expert council segments are recorded through Audacity, and it yeah, it's great. Do you do any kind of um, anything to the audio after you record it, like as far as effects or? All I I I spent a couple Christmases ago. I spent hours frigging with it. And I found with mic placement and a good mic that took care of 95% of what I have, but there's always background noise. So I always do a noise reduction. So I let it, before I start talking, I let it go for about 10 seconds. So you get dead air. Then you highlight that first 10 seconds. It gives you the noise profile and then it'll take it out of everything. And then I just cramp it off. I, mm. on occasion, I've had it where my gain was low. And so I've, I've equalized it or normalized it, but Honestly, all I do is noise reduction in odd audacity, yeah. and I'm happy. Yeah. After I record mine, I I use Audacity as well, but then I run them through a site called Alphonic, and they actually do have an app as well, which I think you can record from. But that will do the noise reduction and level, adjust all your levels and everything like that. So it's especially nice if you have, say, um, do an interview show, and the one guy's mic is quiet and the other one's loud it kind of levels all those out automatically and you get like two hours a month free. I run all of my audio content through there. So I'll I'll buy the credits that I need and then use them down. GarageBand does that inside the app as well. Okay. And that's a, that's a free app because the way we, we always record for like 30 seconds, just Aaron and I talking back and forth before we actually hit record on the podcast. So we know where to put the mic. And there's times that she's quiet, I'm quiet. Every once in a while, she'll be, you know lean away from the chair. So when you go to uh, render it, it'll smooth everything out and get it all the same level. Nice. Gotcha. 
gotcha. If anybody out there uses StreamYard and they don't, I don't know if it's in the free version. I think you have to be in the, the first level up, the $20 a month, but you can strip the audio from your recording afterwards. Yeah. And I, I, that's pretty simple, but if, for somebody that's new with it, I, I think probably for the first month I used StreamYard, I was still ripping the audio off my YouTube video. So it, it's native. It, it's pretty quick too, like less than five minutes to pull the audio out. Hmm. Yeah, it's in the first paid level. Is it okay? It, it does a great job of uh, messing with the audio too. Yeah, it, it, absolutely, it does. Yeah, I've never had any complaints about the audio coming out of there, and it sounds really good. So, uh, back to where I was before that whole like chaos broke loose here. Uh, <laughs> the apps I use the most are apps that are uh, to to run something, like. Uh, like I said, uh, when we were, so when we got here, what was I talking about? I was using, um, well, I got an app that, that, uh, that monitors my battery system, my charge controller and my solar system. That's on my phone. That's uh, Bluetooth, uh, the generator. I have one, um, my security system in the camera or in the, in the, uh, in the camper and, the uh, truck, I can get it anytime it's on my Wi-Fi. So I have wireless internet in the camper so i can always dial into those cameras so if we leave the dogs by themselves or we got the park truck or the truck parked i got a camera in the truck that catches catches a wi-fi signal that i can uh that i can then see on my phone um what else do i have uh rexine i have an app that'll connect to my dash cam on my truck that i can monitor it while i'm driving and take stills so if I got something going on that I want to still love, I can just pull up the app and bam, 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 bam. It'll start taking still shots from my uh, my dash cam. Gotcha. Uh, Power Director I use all the time. Uh, the so all the social media apps. Let me see what else I got here that I use quite a bit. Um, YouTube Studio. Oh yeah. YouTube Studio, um, and then yeah, all the social stuff shortcuts to like pre-search and shit like that but yeah a lot of uh actual functionality apps and then at work it's all functionality apps like each each uh each manufacturer has their own app that you use to do uh certain troubleshooting or get uh, activation codes or get clearance security clearance codes to get into dispensers shit like that you have to have like a tech id and a challenge word and all this bullshit and then they send you a number you gotta punch in and it'll let you in and work on it so nobody can steal shit <laughs> so a lot of yeah a lot of specific um task oriented apps is what i i use quite the most out of anything mm -hmm. you mentioned pre-search do you do you have the pre-search browser do you use that or do you just go to like pre-search.org I have a shortcut on my phone that opens pre-search and brave. So I get both the pre and the bat. Gotcha. Nice. So I just click that anytime I want to open, anytime I want to open a new tab in brave on my phone, I hit that it'll open pre-search and I won't even put it in the web address. I'll search the web address in pre-search. So I get the pre and then I get the bat and then I use it and then move forward using that gotcha. so that's kind of that like makes sense that <laughs> easy extra one click just adds up yeah yeah for sure how about um 
con, uh, networking or communication apps, talking back and forth with family. I think Tim, you mentioned one from uh, that's iPhone specific oh, earlier. Yeah. Message. Yeah, yeah. What else do you guys use to to keep up with your various communities or friends and family? Anything that you really do like or that you're stuck with because other people won't leave? <laughs> what are some of the What are some of the ones that y'all use? Telegram. Yeah, Telegram. Great. Telegram, Signal, Discord. I mean, those are my really main ones. Aaron and I do Signal, and then Telegram. I'm always on you. You know, following chatting with you guys and then uh discord i have so many discord servers that i'm in so that's kind of my community that i go talk to the people on zello are going to get mad at me but zello is great too i just haven't been on there in a while love that <laughs> app i used to spend so much time on the psp zello but yeah it's i just love that it reminds me of the old 10-4 they used to have built into cell phones you know where you mm -hmm. could have that always on conversation yeah it's mm -hmm. zello i there's just it's so seamless and it works just so good did you guys have the old uh call in chat lines where you could call in and leave a message on the line and then oh. somebody else could call in and listen to the mess all the messages and you could leave messages for different people huh. i'm a Tim's my age. He he remembers yep. shit like I, that. Yeah, I sure do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You called up, and it was it was just like a, a general number, and so yep. you were leaving messages, and you didn't know who was going to hear it, but you were hoping the person that you wanted to hear it heard it, but everybody else did too. So you'd have like code languages between if you wanted to talk to somebody about something special, different, or Mewi sucks. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. It's it. It's stale. It's so stale, but it's it works. That's Listen, what I can say about MeWe. It works. Right. <laughs> I was quite impressed. Did you guys, the, I think it was the, the state of the TSP the other day, or maybe it was before that, where Jack called out Float. And I was like, we've been talking about that. I, I mean, it's nothing personal. But Did you notice that the, the email came out like two hours after Jack uh, kind of ripped into him a little bit finally? that but i don't even know i don't even think i read it i just seen it but it was what, so fucking long man oh i'm sorry it was so it was so long oh whatever yeah and it was just it worked flaw i mean it it's frustrating it's very it frustrating. Yeah, it is like they had they had a workable product i understand i understand why they're doing what they're doing and why it's harder and all i understand it's kind of like Kind of like when you want to break up with somebody, but it wasn't, it's just, it's, it wasn't you, it's me. <laughs> like I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this going, you had something that was working. You've had all the time in the world to develop the, the, the new system to be right before you launched it. Mm -hmm. And you just forced it. And now mm -hmm. you're scrambling I, and you're losing all the momentum. And point. yeah. Like when Amy mentioned the other day, a little while back there about how basically it's just the the Twitter people or the parlor people that are on there now, you know, and I, I didn't notice it. And now that she, now that I have noticed, it, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. All the people that were, I, sh I shouldn't say all, but a lot of the people that felt like they were giving it a try, you know, posting things like what's going on in their day or the jobs they're doing. There's not much of that. Now it's mostly political memes and con conspiracy memes. I, Oh, and, how can they not preview a goddamn video? You know, you put it in there and it looks like shit. And I just feel so bad because, man, I was, my 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 profile was growing like crazy there. And it's just gone, 
and that's it you know and like i haven't seen something go this flat in a long time and it's frustrating because i love their pro their product it was great it was great until their their upgrade and yeah. whenever they come and they <laughs> make statements back. about it, it it feels like i don't know it it anyway i don't want to be mean i mean you you can look at aaron's comment they told her pretty much to buzz off about the photos being posted upside down it's that i yeah. i i know they mean well but it does it feels like most of their comments are we're working on it and brush you off you know and i you can't do that forever and not and hold on to everybody because i mean i was one of the biggest people supporting float i was talking about it sharing about it and i want them to succeed but whew, it i don't know i don't even know where to go like i said i've been going back to instagram and the big ones tiktok instagram facebook that you're getting traction and whatever anyway Scott, the only you can do is you try something and and if it works great and then when it doesn't it just it doesn't anymore same thing that happened with uh i guess parlor back in the day you know that was Maybe. that was really growing <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, definitely float had some more functionality there but not anymore at this point yep how about for running running your business? Do y'all guys do like uh, payment apps and and keeping track of, of your financials and invoicing and all of that? Do you, do you do that from your phone? Or y'all do that from your computer? How do you operate those? I mine's all from computer. I I could seriously stand to automate a lot of my billing because that is every i put it off i hate billing it it's like i'd rather take a kick to the nuts than sit down and do invoicing i i mean i love getting paid but i hate doing the <laughs> and it's just miserable so i'd love to be able to automate some of it because i do it all for my computer and it's just yeah i don't enjoy it at all yeah i don't have anything to deal with billing or anything like that because we don't have the business yet. yeah so Aaron said she used to use Square for payments. Not sure if it's still around. It's definitely still around. A lot of uh, small small businesses there they actually have developed a, a little cash register where it runs on Square. So you go slide your card in, you get a text message with your receipt and all of that. And if you if you like a physical copy of the receipt, it's kind of frustrating, but it's pretty handy. <laughs> it's yeah. got integrated now too. Uh, Square does. It's really cool. No, what's that? Oh, sorry. It um, so a local lady I work for, or I do some odd jobs. Sometimes she has a clothing business, and she uses Square, and it it's um linked to her inventory as well. Oh, so when gotcha. She, she sells something, it pulls it off the website. Uh, I maybe it may be that Shopify and Square are interlinked there or something, but it's really neat. Like it, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I use, uh, let's see, I got Square. I had one through my bank, through my business banking. I had, and they had their own app. That thing was absolutely horseshit. They were trying to compete with Square, which, yeah, their fees were higher and their service was shittier. Um, Venmo, Cash App, uh, crypto wallets, all sorts of, sh yeah. You want to pay me? I will take money however you want to send it to me. In whatever form you want to send it to me, I will figure out how to get what I want out of it. So, you want to give me something now I'll, I'll take it mm -hmm, for sure uh what i use for my business is um it's kind of like quickbooks but it's a lot cheaper <laughs> zoho books it's called mm -hmm. i'm not sure where it's developed it's i don't know some 
China or I don't know. I don't know where it's <laughs> developed. They have all my financial information now, but it works. I've used it for quite a few years. So I really like it. I do my estimating, invoicing, customer management through there. I run all of my emails through there. Um, they have everything from bookkeeping to email software to um, employee management. I mean, they're, they've got the works. So I, I am quite integrated into their system and I, I highly enjoy it. <laughs> I use blue mail for emails mm. uh, for my own, my uh, personal, my, my own email addresses. Gotcha. Gmail, Gmail. So for, for Zoho mail, I do like, that would be all my, um, like my at construction handyman services or at construction. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like at Happy Hills Homestead, at the Lots Project, at Baby Walter and Company. All those go. I run them through Blue Mail. Is the, okay. the, the product gotcha. I use to do yeah. my email. My my bank has a pretty good app, actually. I'm surprised, but one of my favorite features is being able to take a picture of the check and deposit it that way. That has saved me. Oh my God. That and of course we have email money transfer out of the account as well. And that oh that when is, you when you live 40 miles from the bank, that was the best feature in the world when they, I, when they yeah, I bet <laughs> we were 40 miles one way to the bank and uh yeah, we would get checks and I'm like, Are you fucking kidding? It's gonna be a three hour round trip and mm -hmm. gas to go deposit a check. And then that was the same place we had to go to get like groceries. We'd never oh. bring them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think our closest is Georgia. So, I mean, that's like five, six hundred miles away. So, if, if I didn't have mobile deposit, that, that wouldn't work too well. <laughs> yeah. We're like 30, 20, 25 minutes from our clo the closest bank that we have. And that's, I mean, it's on the way to work, but I never remember to bring the stuff with me when I go into work. The, the sad part is, ours is a national bank. It's not like a local credit union oh, or something. Is, we're still forty yeah. minutes away. Our, we we bank through Chase, and it's oh uh, yeah yeah we're uh, like U.S. Bank or something like yeah U.S. They, bank I think they don't have branches. What is it east of, or west of forty seven in Illinois, and that's like the cutoff for the city and the country. Uh, I don't think there's a need for checks period anymore in this day and age myself, but. There's still a few old people out there that like. I don't think there's a need for fiat dollars either. So, <laughs> true, isn't it? <laughs> well, guys, we're coming up on an hour. Anything else you want to add, or any other kinds of apps or specific apps you want to talk about for a minute before we wrap it up? I forgot, but I actually an hour for an hour this afternoon. I hooked up uh, Chamberlain Garage Doors. They have uh, an adapter that you can put in your. So I had to get Wi-Fi out to my garage, but I can now open and close my garage door with my phone. Nice. That's what I was looking for. It was great. It's a, a brand new, just low end, like $180 garage. I don't know what it was. It was, you know, garage door opener. And yeah, this little adapter for 40 bucks on Amazon, you hook it up, you get the app on there, and now I can open it from anywhere in the world. <laughs> nice. Kind of cool. Or that close works. it from anywhere in the world. That's more important. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's something that should have been implemented into garage doors, you know, quite, I mean, yeah. across the board by now. Um, when you mentioned that, it reminded me, I use, I have one, I think it's called Blue Driver. It's a little adapter you plug into the ODB2 port or whatever on your vehicle. Yeah. And you can read codes and all of those things. And this thing was only about 30 bucks. 
it probably doesn't give you everything that a couple thousand dollar machine would do at a mechanic, but I mean, it, at least I can read the codes of my vehicle. So that's pretty neat. That was uh, really cool. Yeah. The, uh, um, I saw Freedom Media Corp a little ways back posted the star constellation. It was at, at the mm, beginning of the show. And I saw yeah. a comment that I love those. Cause we have a big telescope that we take outside. It's one of the like 10 inch wide. We set it up and that's really handy with getting lined up with, uh, the North Star and all, you know, spin around, see the planets, know what you're looking at. It's that th those apps are definitely pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Freedom Media said, you're welcome to send all your fiat dollars to me. <laughs> oh, I got, a, I, I got a place where I can change them into something better. That sounds oh, like yeah, a good <laughs> Uh, well, before we sign off, uh, all you guys want to go around and just say what you've been up to and where people can find you? Yeah. I'll start. Uh, you can find Aaron and I at twochickshomestead.com. We do a weekly podcast. We got a June update coming out uh, next week, or sorry, tomorrow. And then uh, next week we should have an inter our first interview dropping, other than the kids when we interviewed them. So Nice been running a little bit behind and dealing with life but yep you can find us there or you shoot me an email at info at two chicks.com or sorry two chicks homestead.com two chicks one cup.com uh, yeah. that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah <laughs> poor, poor nate will never let you live it down i know at uh toolmantim.co uh the workshop on youtube the workshop on tiktok now that seems to be growing quite a bit I've got uh, Rick Austin from Prepper Camp coming on on Friday. Uh, it was a little bit different time. I believe it's 5 o'clock Mountain Time. He's been on, like, Doomsday Preppers. He's written a whole bunch of books. going to be a really cool, interesting interview for sure. Uh, and then if you want to see me in person, Prepper Camp in North Carolina in September. And the next weekend, I'm going to be at the Self-Reliance Festival in October in Tennessee. So, yeah, going to be fun. Awesome. I'm on my way to Self-Reliance Festival in Tennessee in June of 2022. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, so if you're uh, within driving distance of Camden, Tennessee, head there this weekend. You can meet me. You can meet Ken. You can meet Nate. Yep, and if you can't make it this time, come in October and you can meet Tim. Tim <laughs> and maybe me and probably Ken probably and most maybe. likely Nate. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're going to make it in October. That's blackout uh, dates. I don't know either, but, you know, there's a good possibility we'll sell our house and be driving around and swinging there for that, light, that fall mm -hmm. one, because why not? But yeah. uh, anyway, big comfrey sale going on. I am done selling comfrey other than one more time. Uh, this, this year, we are selling a big old box of comfrey, a big medium-sized priority mailbox, and then uh, business support for a couple of years, get your business going. Check that out at thelostproject.com. Uh, that runs through the end of June, and we will dig and ship uh, holiday weekend. So probably ship out on the 5th or the 6th. Um, yeah, that's what we're doing there. Every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central live podcast, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, okay. Telegram, chat, everywhere, everywhere. Like nine places i think so seven places i don't know i don't know check it out and uh yeah t.me slash lots chat everywhere you can find me it's easy 
I'm Ken. I've got the Constructive Liberty podcast, and uh, we've mentioned Amy earlier. That's Amy Damon from A Farmish Kind of Life. She's going to be on my podcast tomorrow. We're live streaming at 1. So go to the Constructive Liberty YouTube channel. You can check that out there. And if you're on TikTok, I just started a new channel called Tech for Entrepreneurs because I love talking about things, all things technology. So I just actually uploaded my first couple of videos today. So still learning that platform, but it's kind of fun. So check us out there. Um, again, that's constructiveliberty.com. And then on TikTok, that's Tech for Entrepreneurs. Guys, it's been a good chat. Everybody, hey, y'all have a hey, great Hey, you guys day. want to talk about TikTok for a second? Yeah, go for it. What do you what do you put on there? <laughs> Anything, everything. Dancing videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, like, I'm watching all these videos, and I got shit rolling through my head. Like, I might start doing these, like, duet and stitch things and just start talking about yeah. videos. And, like, and I don't TikTok. know. A lot of those are pretty popular, actually. Some of the Stitch ones. Yeah, Aaron does all the TikTok. I stay away from it. Um, but yeah, she's had some that she'll spend like two, three hours editing, editing it, and then uh, she'll put one up like how to do grilled cheese sandwich, like a trick to that, and that's the one that'll take off. Like <laughs> I don't spend much time editing mine. I'll, something will come to mind, and I'll take, do like one or two takes and put it up. Is it is what it is. I went out in my garage the other day and I filmed like 12, 30 to 60 second clips of like tools of the day. So I, I got one or two a week that I can upload. You know, I kind of edit them, but they're all, I've got all the raw video on my phone now. It's going to be a way for me to get a whole bunch more tool review videos done a lot quicker. You know, just more like spotlight stuff because I've got so much stuff that I'm never going to do a full video on that it'll be nice. Oh, oh, nomad said his so, so you can just you can just use your old uh your old stock footage and make little clips out of it and edit them up when you got time. sure can. yeah if you want to you can yeah mine like i said i just grabbed i don't know eight or ten uh new new tools or new little gadgets that i had sitting out in the shop and i just knocked out one video after another like 60 seconds this is what it is this is what it does you know follow the same format for every one of them and now i've got you know, enough for like four weeks worth of content to throw up on TikTok. Do you do more than one video a day on yours? No, no, I, I'm doing two a week right now. That's it. Uh, I don't, I, I don't need another full-time job. So <laughs> it, yeah. so just, yeah, I get them up there and the one, the big one, like my, my watching TikTok right now with her headphones on. <laughs> yeah. I just throw mine up. Like I said, I got a guy to edit. Like I have a routine for my YouTube video, so I have a, a guy that edits it down to TikTok for me. But the other ones, those tool videos, I shot them for TikTok. So and they go on TikTok, they go on Instagram Reels, and they go on. I started a YouTube Shorts channel as well, because the last time I tried YouTube Shorts integrated with my channel, it fucked up my everything, all my analytics. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'm crazy, but it really did screw everything up. So I decided hmm. hey, I'm going to do a separate channel. And just funnel everything toward my website, my affiliate links, you know, that kind of stuff. With the Instagram thing, do you have that connected with your Facebook so it automatically goes to both places? I do, yep. Yeah. And I Instagram Reels, I get almost as much traction on Instagram Reels as I do on TikTok. They're they're great and they're they're that kind of 60 second vertical videos. So I yeah, I got all three places I can throw them there. And it takes 
two, three minutes to upload across the board. Yeah. Do y'all have any trouble with um, taking a TikTok video and posting it on Instagram? I think Corey had that issue the other day. It was like a copyright issue or something oh, yeah. where it wouldn't, wouldn't post it. Yeah. So, well, Aaron yeah. got dinged. The first video she did, she put up on YouTube for the, for our channel, got dinged with uh, the, um, whatever that is, the copyright. Mm-hmm. So one thing I found for that so far is record the video. Don't use any audio in like, so have the video without that music in it and then mm-hmm. pick your music from TikTok when you upload from Instagram, when you upload and from YouTube, when you upload that way, you know, that music is going to be royalty free, whatever on their end. Yeah. Yeah. That's typically what I do is record my videos and then, I'll master them down or whatever, edit them before I put it on TikTok. Then I'm just uploading yep. one file instead of recording different clips on TikTok. I've done a couple videos that I recorded it from the native app of whether that's TikTok or Instagram or whatever. But I like to just record it from my phone. That way I have the original. I can do what I want with it. It doesn't have the, the branding and all of that from TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. And you lose something that the quality of the video when it comes when, when you save it from there is always a little less. Plus, like yeah. you said, they got their watermark on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was on uh, what the, the Wednesday afternoon thing there with John and Nicole and John Willis said, you know, basically if, if you don't, if you're not using TikTok, you're stupid. So I'm like, okay, I better try. <laughs> it is like, I, you know, I've, I've gone from like 12 followers to 150 followers in a couple of weeks. So it, you there, it's there. You just keep putting content out and it'll, it'll catch. Mm-hmm. Consistency, though, is the key. Anything else on that? We good. Thanks. Okay. That's, yeah. that, that was that was really exactly good. Perfect. Cool. Awesome. I'm, I'm just learning as I go, so nothing special. But well, it all makes sense with the short videos that can go to three different platforms. I could do it. See, I do a lot of the shit on my computer. Yep. I don't do a lot of it on my phone because I got Power Director on my computer. I got it on my phone, but I like doing it on with the, the roll mouse better than on my phone like this. I'm faster that way. Um, so then I just transfer it back to my phone as a 60 second finished video. And then I can go to three cause I have unlimited mobile internet, but I'm on a data plan for all everything else. So all my live streams, everything is, is moderated or paid for data, not unlimited. So spendy. Yeah. <laughs> Bendy. So if I can go with that 60 second video to my phone and then get three outlets out of that one, I can do a Bluetooth 60 second video from my laptop to my phone. And then you could could pull like if you if you got an interview, I've been trying to get better at this too. But if, if like somebody that you're interviewing is saying something that's just absolute straight fire, just write down the timestamp or something, right? And pull that out. Like that 30, 60 second clip. Do you strip your own audio from, because I go straight from, I have all the audio files on my hard drive. So I got to. Oh yeah. So everything I've I've recorded, audio, video, not video, video is all online, but every audio file, every thumbnail, everything I've made is on this and another one. But. Do you pull nice? 
Yeah, I got, I got, I'm almost, this one's almost full. So I have another one in the closet ready to go. But uh, do you ever strip you, your own YouTube audio using a stripping service? Yep. So my first, <laughs> it's, it's like my audio, but it's illegal for me to strip it from YouTube. Yeah. I, I, um, so like the first three months that I was doing the podcast, all it was was, the, the audio stripped of every video I put up that week. So if it was like two tour review videos and a live stream, whatever, I put all five videos in my YouTube converter app, stripped the audio down, pasted them all together in Audacity and uploaded them. So yeah, my first, like, that's why the first three months of the podcast are, they're not anything special because they're just like, you know, the audio of the videos, right? And right. yeah, but yeah, no, I do that. I did that a lot actually. That's the that's the most data conscious way for me to do my podcast is to do the live on YouTube as a podcast, download the audio and then upload it to my podcast server. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That and that's what but I do. The video, the video is already online on YouTube and I stream it as many places as I can because that's all one data stream and I get nine so I, I, I pay for it once, but I get it to go to nine different places. I don't have to upload it a bunch of different times. And then the only thing I'm re-uploading is the audio. What would happen if you would use Audacity and record while you're doing your, uh, while you're also live streaming? I do. I, I, I strip the audio with, uh, with StreamYard. Oh, gotcha. I see what you're saying. I see. It. So then not, I have the audio file of everything I've recorded it. on my hard drive. And then the video is in like nine different places. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've got a folder with every every episode that I've done, uh, all audio, uh, whatever, 125 of them or something. And yeah, that's what I do. Um, and and it's there's so much. I like Ken said, I do so little editing. You know, it's all live, so it's I 100 live video. And then unless there was something that just went like completely shit the bed in the audio, it's just straight audio and straight upload. I even do my intro live. You know, I, I know some people go back and re-record an intro, and I might get into that someday. But you know, when when this isn't a full-time thing, you got to find everywhere you can to save a little bit of time and, and maximize your your time you spend on it. Yeah, I got it. I, I probably have an hour a day. Eh, yeah, an hour a day, average six days a week into mine because I do like forty-five minutes in the morning. From the time I I set up is like ten minutes to six, and I'm. I'm punched into work by 20 minutes to seven and that's with everything recorded, uploaded for a half hour, all that shit. And then, uh, yeah, uploaded the audio. And then at night I do, you know, half hour to 40 minutes of prep for the next morning. So I don't have to do anything in the morning. I get up, take a shower, set up and go. It's just like this big vicious cycle for six days a week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know yeah. if I can do six days a week. I'm I'm good doing one day a week, so we'll Ooh, stick. With it's that. <laughs> it's a grind, man. Like I have I have two recorded, two pre-recorded in Streamyard sitting there, and uh, it's always tempting to fucking play one. Always mm-hmm. the night before when I had to work late doing another camper and I didn't want to do show prep and I was like I don't know what the hell I want to talk about tomorrow. I got to think <laughs> about this shit. I got too much shit to think about. I'm just gonna play that pre-recorded. No, man, like. I won't let myself do it. I did it when I was sick. Like I couldn't get out of bed. There was no way I was doing a live stream for a half an hour. I couldn't get out of bed for a half an hour. Right. <laughs> so I planned him for that, but it was like, 
I've had them for my on-call weeks and stuff all set up and ready to go. I haven't had to use them. I'm like, this is weird for me going 128 consecutive things that were scheduled have gotten done. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Once you That's get awesome, it in the mindset, it's doable. You know, there, I mean, there's days you just, you don't feel like it or, you know, but yeah. Yeah. And there's days that are horrible. Like I do my show and I listen back every day when I leave for work. The first thing I listen to is my show right back because I already know what I said, so I can really listen to it. And uh, yeah, I uh, there's days that I just like, I'm like, oh, what the fuck was going on there? Like, that was horrible. <laughs> like, can't keep a straight thought. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Did I not sleep well last night? Or the next day is like fire. Like, everything was spot on. No ums, no pauses, no nothing. Half hour straight, knock it out. Look down, it's like 32 minutes, and you're like, Holy crap, I thought I was at 15 minutes. I got to fucking go. And you listen back and it's like, holy shit, where was this guy yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're our own worst critic too, but that is the best way to get better at speaking, man, is listen back to yourself as uncomfortable mm-hmm. as it is. Especially when you know what you said. So you don't have to listen. You're not listening to learn what you're saying. You already know what you just said a half an hour, right. like right back to back. You can actually listen to the speech. You can listen to all the other stuff. Yep, those what? Uh, what? Yeah, the the non or the yeah the filler words. Those are the best. I talk like that though in conversation. That's the problem. But like, it, if I, I'm I, having a conversation with you. It's just in my natural cadence that I say those things. So when I'm uh, talking in like by myself to an audience, it comes out through that because I do it because I'm always thinking while i'm while i'm rattling a conversation with somebody and i'm always using those slow down words so i can catch up just take a, oh I, yeah anyway you can you can pause it's totally fine dead dead air is not new york you can't because then the other person is going to jump in and you're never going to talk for another 45 fucking minutes so no you can't pause no no, no i'm saying yeah in in audio presentations or public speaking you can because i grew up on the east coast i know you, you just can. have to keep making noise yeah oh, yeah because then you then you uh you, you hold the line right you, there's no way somebody can jump in yeah. oh I, yeah. thought, I, thought, I thought you were done no i was still making noise yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, guys, we're at uh, an hour 18. I'm going to go ahead and end this. So we can keep chatting in the after. <laughs> right. Have a great night. See you later.